0: Right, let me go ahead and get this turned down. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into episode, let's just call this 92 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, tried to drop a bonus pod, but as you know, uh, like I said before on my Twitter and on the bonus pod, uh, episode 91 of Selling Hope Like Dope with my comrades, uh, a lot of the audio was corrupted, so I think I got a bad XLR cable, if you don't know what an XR, XLR cable is, like it's just a cable for like a high uh high-end mic uh, has like three prongs in it so i think i got a bad chord because it was just sound one mic was sounding very crunchy and all this other stuff so i did manage to salvage that audio from selling hope like dope and that was you know well uh almost an hour long of uh content for you so hopefully you guys enjoyed it got uh, some great feedback uh y'all was trying to uh throw my man's Bogart guard up under the bus trying to say that he was a he was a he was tiptoeing on that coon line because he was trying to defend uh there's no such thing as white privilege but i had to break the game down to him to let him understand uh that there is white privilege even for the uh, poorest of individuals in this country So, as you know, uh, it is back to school season, so I'm going to say to my fellas out there, uh, much respect and good luck to you guys out there, uh, because there's going to be a lot of mamas at home, you know, they might have a weekday off, you know, they might be off like Friday, Saturday, or like Sunday, Monday, and you know that Monday or Friday, they're going to throw out that kite, you know, on Facebook or Twitter, talking about they at home bored while the kids are at school. And next thing you know you slide them dms you know half hour later you know you over there beating them guts up to maury playing on the tv and you eating the kids fruit snacks but what i'm gonna tell y'all is this man replace them little kids fruit snacks please that's all i gotta say replace the fruit snacks you know little kids wanna come home after school you know uh they wanna they want to snack. They want to do their homework, you know, while snacking, because that's what I used to do as a kid. But replace the fruit snacks, my G. Just do that. You know, that ain't that ain't no large commitment. You know, even if it's a hookup, just, you know, just replace the Scooby snacks. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Replace them great value fruit snacks, because them things do bang like Crips and Bloods on a Friday night. Just replace the fruit snacks. Maybe maybe even replace that, that uh bunk-ass uh, Tampico juice you know, that you was down and after you done, you know, gave a couple rounds to Shorty. So, you know, just just do your part. You know, I ain't saying being a mentor to the kids and stuff, cause it might just be a hookup, but replace the juice, replace the fruit snacks, my G. Alright? So let's get into it. Uh that good old Summer Jam screen. I know you guys have been waiting for my take on uh this whole Charlottesville fiasco and uh how do we move past this, how do we move forward, and how do uh the darker peoples of America you know uh be vigilant and uh stay on the side of justice so let's go ahead and get into it so first things first uh let's go ahead and just break down you know the rise of these confederate statues right so uh, so you have these ignorant folks online talking about these statues have been up for years uh why is it an issue just now um but you know what is crazy is a lot of these statues were erected um, in the early 1900s, well after when did the Civil War end? 1865, 1866, around that time. So you really didn't have too many Confederate statues, right? So you had these trait these uh, treacherous statues erected during the period when the NAACP was founded, during the rise of the Klan, when the Klan was just out and open, and then when you had the rise of the Klan. Uh, When you had the Klan that was just out in the open, then you had the NAACP fighting back against the Klan. Then it turned into the Invisible Empire. So the Invisible Empire is what we're dealing with right now. And if you don't know what the Invisible Empire is, the FBI actually talks about this in the 2006 document. And it says that basically, you know, we have white supremacists, we have racists and bigots, white nationalists infiltrating all parts of the justice system, law enforcement, even up to the high courts. So that's what the Invisible Empire is. And that's what we're still dealing with today to this very damn day. And that's why you have less than a percent of cops being convicted of murder or, uh, you know, being found guilty of murder when they go on trial. If they go to trial, uh, when they kill a civilian, uh, most likely a black person or a darker skinned person here in the Americas, right here in North America, I should say. So uh, these statues were erected. Uh, due to, uh, like I said, uh, like I said, the rise of the NAACP, you had a uh, black wall street popping off. That was what in the twenties. So in these early 1900s, you just had this spike and CNN has a great graphic showing, you know, the spike in the rise of, uh, these, uh, over since the end of the civil war up until today, they have a chart of actually, you know, how many statues have been erected. So these were only put up because in that period, you had Jim Crow and those legal uh, segregation laws going on uh, to keep black folks down and, you know, to keep you know white folks popping and doing whatever, whatever. This is when they talk about make America great again. They're talking about pre-civil rights and after the Civil War. Basically, when you had doing reconstruction but you had all these benefits going to uh, white folks and you had the Klan running around here lynching black folks left and right. So these statues were erected, uh, not for Southern heritage, what they say, which is a fucking lie. It was basically put up for intimidation and to keep black folks in their place. So not only are you catching hell from the police, the government and legal segregation but you have the Klan running around here just regular ass white men and white women because you had the daughters of the Confederacy they are the ones who actually raised the money for these statues to be put up all over through the South right so and then they were trying to say that it was all about states right not states rights but southern heritage and trying to erase the narrative of slavery even way back then and that's the same argument that you see to this day when you confront somebody about having the stars and bars on their pickup truck or a shirt or something of that extent it's about southern pride it's about states rights it's about uh, southern heritage whatever but it's bullshit because it's all been about slavery and it's been about white supremacy because that's what it was founded on the Confederacy was founded or was white supremacy thinking that the white people intellect was a much higher than black africans and keeping black africans uh you know in slavery saying it was best for them because they were so savage in africa which is some bullshit right so that's that's what we still dealing with today. So now you know why these monuments were erected. It was just nothing but, you know, intimidation. And so you're like, oh, that's bullshit. Well, whatever. Look, if you look at the chart, then you see during the civil rights era, there was more statues. There was another spike in the timeline uh, during that era between the start of the civil rights movement and, and uh, to the end when Dr. King was killed right then and there so then it kind of just tapers off leading up to 20 uh i think that chart went up to like 2016 2017 so now that we have that let's speak about charlottesville so in charlottesville as you all know you've been seeing hot take after hot take with the mainstream media you've been seeing threads on twitter and everything so with this whole charlottesville thing it was a uh, unite the right uh so basically this was just a huge dog whistle uh signal actually a a invisible bat signal sent out to uh every single white bigot in the country right so uh the night before the rally that friday there was white men dressed in polos and khakis dressed like trump how he dresses when he goes on golfing right with a white polo uh tan khakis or just uh there's another clothing brand i forgot the name of it uh it's over across the pond in uh britain uh that a lot of these white nationalists wear the proud boys wear it i forgot what it's called but the same white nationalists back in the i don't know what was it the 50s or the 60s between the 50s and the 70s i can't remember they wore that same brand um trying to recruit younger kids who were actually rocking a brand you know trying to be what's hot in the streets and then so these white nationalists started rocking it to try to recruit them but they kind of um you know rebelled against that but anyway so you have these preppy white guys out here holding fucking tiki torches tiki torches uh couldn't even make their own torches they don't even know how to get a thick stick you know dip a rag in some kerosene and well tie the rag around the stick and dip it in kerosene and light it just like that they didn't know how to do that so they were like oh let's just go to home depot and buy out all the tiki torches so they're walking around here holding fucking tiki torches and uh there was a very scary moment uh for these non-racist white individuals who were uh students on the campus of uh uva and um so they were trying to protest, and these, 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 this sea of vanilla ISIS was, you know, surrounded them with the these tiki torches, but, you know, these non-racist white guys, you know, they stood, students, I don't know if there were some women in there, but these students, uh, you know, they stood their ground and things of that source. Luckily, there was a bunch of camera phones available and things of that source, live streaming and things like that, because if this was a situation You know before the whole camera phone thing that you know we would have been talking about you know some non-racist white folks being you know slaughtered on campus i honestly believe that so um you had that happen then they went and tried to surround a church you know um and i don't know what this has to do with surrounding you know uniting the right uh this was just nothing but a a, you know it was nothing but a clan rally on a college campus And so what they're really trying to do when you see groups like this go on college campuses, uh, they're looking to recruit. That's the only thing that they're looking for. They're looking for younger, uh, impressionable young men and women to recruit and uh, to press their ideologies on. That's the only thing. That's the only reason that they were down there. So the next day, there's supposed to be this whole rally. And then you had. these armed militias down there and they actually looked like the National Guard. They was in fatigues, uh, bulletproof vests, tactical vests, walking around with uh, assault rifles, handguns just, you know, from head to toe and then... Uh they had the stars and bars patches on their on their shoulder instead of the american flag so these these are just showing that these people are traitors and this is what i told you guys before that uh don't fall for patriotism from these white supremacists because all it is is just bigotry disguised as patriotism that's all it is when they speak about western culture western ideals and things of that sort they're just talking about white folks that's it because if you were a true American, you would, you know, shun the Confederacy and you wouldn't be out here with the Confederate flag and you wouldn't be out here with the Nazi flag. You know, your your grandfathers, great grandfathers, you know, fought in World War Two to uh, dismantle Nazis. And now you at home walking around here waving a goddamn Nazi flag. It's disgusting. Right. And so we had so you had so basically they shut the event down before it even got started and uh what's crazy is i was listening to uh pod save the people um with deray mckesson you guys know how i feel about him i feel like he's a celebrity activist um over anything i just feel like there is a lot of um personal gains in his activism uh, but still, he has access to a lot of people, you know, since he's so mainstream. So I listened to a special edition of the episode about Charlottesville, and he was talking with students who were there. And then there was the head of the NAACP chapter, college chapter there. She was talking about she didn't see too many white women on campus, but she did see some Asian men. And, you know, the story about Asians being honorary Aryans in the eyes of Hitler and then them being the model minority. So. It is what it is. That was one thing that she was surprised to see, but you know, it is what it is. That you know, they're they're like the ultimate coons. You know, you think that all these black con- conservatives and conservatives, whatever you want to call them, are like ultra coons. You got to look at some of these uh, these Asian men out here, and then how a lot of these white supremacists, uh, these white nationalists, whatever you want to call them, bigots, racists. It's all goes hand in hand. Uh, a lot of these guys do date Asian women they do uh you know a lot of people think it's because of the myth of them being so docile but i think i broke that down when i was talking about the uh, play of uh, i forgot the name of the play but it was probably about five six episodes ago i was talking about it it's a play uh miss saigon i think it was i think that's the name of the play and it's about a white soldier who's dating a uh uh, Asian woman uh, from Saigon and you know uh, it's very popular among uh, white men that kind of play in that narrative of getting them a docile woman that's just gonna listen to them and things of that sort. and they know if they mix genetics uh, the child will come out looking somewhat white uh, they call them HAPAs half Pacific Islanders or whatever so anyways that w- that was just a little uh, a little jewel to sprinkle in there that there was a few asians in there and then i seen a video of a negro uh dressed as uh as one of the you know the um what the fuck you call them like one of the militia men or whatever the fuck they are you know and fatigued down and had the stars and bars on them and he was rapping on stage um that was very puzzling um very disgusting And, uh, you know, that brother is just lost in the fucking sauce. So anyways, uh, we know what happened. uh, But from listening to that podcast, though, uh, it was actually rumored and I think confirmed that some of those militias wanted to uh, march through an area called Friendship Court, which is a black area. You know, after the rally was canceled, they wanted to try to show uh, armed force by marching through a black area you know these these men were not only armed with like assault rifles and handguns but they had bottles of urine uh coke cans filled with uh cement and they were throwing them at like antifa and shit like that and um you know what's really crazy is uh you know made the young lady rest in peace heather higher um uh, just from that terrorist act Uh, Just the wildest shit is uh, the organizer for the Unite the Right rally is a man named Jason Kessler. And the funniest shit was seeing those non-racist white folks run his ass about that press conference. But what I'm seeing now in the aftermath, you know, after all the smoke and mirrors, you know, the smoke and cleared, the mirrors and broke. Uh, A lot of these alt-right sites I've been on, like Breitbart. Uh, the Daily Stormer before it was shut down And uh, just a lot of these racist ass Facebook groups They need to start making them uh, private Because a lot of them groups are public But a lot of these people are trying to uh, distance themselves from the alt-right And then they're trying to say that this man Jason Kessler Is, a, uh, is really a uh, progressive or part of the left who's trying to uh disrupt the alt-right movement and then you see some of these head alt writers trying to step away from uh that alt-right movement like there was a there's this little dweeb named prison planet who makes all these uh that's his name on twitter he makes all these crazy uh Videos talking greasy about black folks and uh, try to disguise it as he's talking about the left and shit like that. He was so proud to be about the alt-right, but as soon as that woman, Heather Heyer, got killed, may she rest in peace, rest in power, um, you know, he sent out a tweet talking about he's distancing him, himself and this isn't what the right is all about and all this other shit. Well, it's bullshit. You know, you got the right speaks in so many dog whistles, that when shit like this happens and it comes to the surface it's it's one of those things where it's like oh shit well we didn't do nothing it's like bullshit go listen to um oh man i forgot my man's name who breaks down dog whistle words uh, fuck i forgot his name It's slipping me right now uh he was a he worked for George W Bush and he worked with Nixon as a campaign manager or on the campaign and he was uh just breaking down uh dog whistle words and how to use specific words that'll that racist white folks or middle America flyover states um will you know kind of perk up and look and like oh shit here we go you know they're talking about you know the darker skinned people of of North America and so uh this this guy's name is it's on the tip of my tongue but i can't think of it so i'm sorry family but y'all know who i am talking about because i played the audio on an older episode about 20 30 episodes ago but anyways uh it's like throwing a stone in a hide in your hand that's that's pretty much what it is that's that's all it is when you have these people that's why um donald trump was talking about on many sides there's bad people on many sides it's like no this was nothing but a fucking nazi rally so you're saying that you stand with these people because these people helped you get into the white house that's all that he's saying and even david duke who was a former grand wizard of the clan was talking about they're fulfilling the prophecy of uh, donald trump you know at this unite the right rally that's what he was saying and uh What was even crazier is to see after him failing to condemn white nationalists, uh, dragging his feet because he comes from that. He's a piece of shit like that. Um, You know, uh, we had the uh, Ken Frazier, the head of Merck uh, pharmacies and pharmaceuticals, step away from the uh, they had a jobs commission that was going to help president trump bring more jobs back to the u.s and things like that he stepped away because he wouldn't condemn you know white supremacists and then trump you know out here was talking greasy and uh you know it was saying that uh you know now that ken Fraser of merck pharma has resigned he sent this tweet out so he said now that ken Fraser of merck pharma has resigned from president's uh manufacturing council he will have more time to lower ripoff drug prices and uh you know this brother uh ken was just saying uh in his official statement he said i am resigning from the president's american manufacturing council our country's strength stems from its diversity and the contributions made by men and women of different faiths races sexual orientations and political beliefs america's leaders must honor our fundamental values by clearly rejecting expressions of hatred bigotry and group supremacy which run counter to the american ideal that all people are created equal as ceo of Merck, and as a matter of personal conscience i feel a responsibility to take a stand against intolerance and extreme extremism which is you know the truth right and so we have this goofy ass uh president out here refusing to condemn white supremacists and then in a uh, there was kind of an impromptu uh, gathering of the press and he was talking about something else and then he's just out here arguing his stance and talking about erasing history and things like that like the, the history that we have right now going on and teaching our kids in school is just a revisionist history like they talk about Christopher Columbus discovering America um, you have the story of Thanksgiving you have uh, the uh, whitewashing of slavery nobody talks about really how brutal it was you know you have some textbooks talking about they brought over um, workers from America you know uh, forced immigrants they're, they're not even calling them slaves they're calling them forced immigrants you know they're trying to erase this whole narrative and uh you know this is just very disgusting and with the president's reaction to this you had black folks black conservatives uh crying literally crying on tv because he wouldn't condemn it i'm just like yo my man's like y'all y'all really out here think that president trump was going to be presidential you thought the the orange julius caesar was really going to be presidential in a moment like this he loves shit like this it's ridiculous all right but i'm getting ahead of myself here let's get back to uh the whole jason kessler thing the organizer for this event like I was saying, I was checking out uh, different white supremacist sites, Facebook pages, um, things of that sort. It's very tough to read these uh, websites because there's just so much bullshit in these sites. But the narrative now is like I was talking about the prison planning guy trying to denounce uh, the alt-right and all this other shit. And uh, there's some other people trying to do that uh, since there is a death of a white woman on their hands so these sites are basically saying that jason kessler is an agent of the left um he's uh um a plant of some sort and he called this rally to basically blow up the alt-right and uh all this other bullshit uh the what's fascinating about this is though the uh, southern poverty law center the splc actually runs a uh they have a um, a bio of Jason Kessler under uh, like white supremacists and white nationalists and things of that sorts. But he started off actually being part of the Occupy Wall Street movement, and he was a former uh, President Obama supporter. So what happened to make this man jump over to this part of the game, you know, to be someone who's fighting capitalism? and uh trying to dismantle uh corporate greed and supporting President Obama who some say is a neoliberal. Um to going all the way over to being a white supremacist now he had some beef with a city council member a black city council member he was trying to get up out the paint there in uh, charlottesville i believe in uh, virginia and uh, then all of a sudden he's this white nationalist so what radicalized him to the point where he throws this huge nazi rally you know in the middle of the town it's just odd and it uh, reminds me of what uh, what the brother uh, Nilly Fuller said. <clears throat> and uh, basically, Nilly Fuller uh, breaks it down and he just says that, you know, white supremacists, they will play both sides of an argument to make sure that they come out on top. So is this Jason Kessler guy an agent? Is he a plant? Uh, what the fuck is going on? Because that's pretty extreme to go from. You know, being part of Occupy Wall Street and a supporter of old President Obama, and then all of a sudden, now you're part of the alt-right, you're part of these Nazis. Um, it's very odd. Is this a man who just wants to see the system crumble and fall on his face? is this a man who just likes chaos like what the fuck is going on here i don't want to sound like you know like alex jones or these youtube conspiracy theorists but it's just very odd and i know my listeners find that very odd it's just you going from one extreme from the left then all the way to the right um but it just seems like this is somebody who's trying to play both sides of the fence you know in very extreme measures but then we have to look at uh how did we get here you know, uh, and there's many uh, diagrams of the white supremacy uh, iceberg, and I really get, want you guys to Google that. And it kind of, you know, it kind of talks about how the fuck we. It, it doesn't have talk about how we got here, but it it explains it in a way that shows how racism just shows its ugly head, like when we seen this event this past weekend at Charlottesville, you know, uh, last weekend. So you know at the top of the iceberg is shit that we see people saying the n-word uh racial slurs these nazi groups you have hate crimes racist jokes lynchings you know just symbols like that and then people just displaying their racism outright but below the iceberg is just how you know uh we it it just kind of festered and just kind of grew into what we have right now so you had things like all the way at the bottom you know, white folks being scared of people of color, you know, or uh, white folks saying, uh, don't blame me. I never own slaves. You know, the denial of white privilege, uh, racial profiling, the denial of racism. You know, we have a black president. And when you say we had we had a black president, that's tokenism. That's also on the iceberg. Uh, Or you say things like we're we're just a human race. You know, you have white folks like that. You're trying to deny that there is, you know, racism and classism in America. Right. Uh, You have the phrase make America great again, uh, believing that we're in a post-racial society. Color blindness is one of the leading ones, paternalism or imperialism um you know police murdering people of color you have the eurocentric uh, curriculum that paints people of color uh, the darker skinned people in north america as savages and that these uh, white folks just came and tamed us from the indians come from uh you know the uh pilgrims coming here uh with the native americans and uh basically civilizing them and shit like that and then you had the uh, white man going over to Africa, gathering slaves, and uh, we were beefing with each other and, you know, just being cannibals and bullshit like that and bringing us over here and civilizing us and, you know, so people have that idea that slavery was the best thing to happen to black folks. Um, you have people who uh, take pride in being an ally. They're not really helping you, but they tweet out a bunch of stuff about... Um, about racism about uh white supremacy trying to expose it and things of that sort. but there's no actions actually being taken place you know that's those let me pat myself on the back allies type as type of ass people um not this is the huge one though, right here that's under the iceberg it's just not believing the experiences of people of color that's a very huge one you know or they'll do something and they'll make up the whole Uh, fake uh, reverse racism claim about uh, not getting into a specific college because too many blacks or too many um, Hispanics or something like that got into it you know affirmative action but then when you break down how affirmative action has benefited white women the most out of any so called minority group then it gets quiet you know when you say that and the department of labor actually breaks that down of how white women benefited so much even though white women are a majority majority here in america which doesn't make any sense i don't understand it uh but we're also dealing with uh, hegemonic masculinity right so aka patriarchy so that's how white women get into these groups but these benefits are most likely being passed right back to the patriarchs right doesn't make any sense so then you have things like i said uh you know you're not challenging racist jokes you know uh there's a beautiful scene in one of the episodes of family guy where stewie is around a bunch of white folks and he's about to tell a racist joke and he's like running around going to all these far extreme places looking around make sure there ain't no black person there and as soon as he about to tell it a black dude just shows up and uh it's not you're not challenging these jokes and a lot of times when they tell these racist jokes in settings when it's just white folks they're trying to gauge you and see how far of a bigot that you are and how far they can start talking about and how deep into their ideologies they can go in and then y'all can start plotting together that's the whole thing is breaking the iceberg with a joke but you're not challenging that right then you have the bootstrap theory you know, if you just work hard and, uh, you know, you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps and things like that. So it's a bullshit theory. Um, it's also called um, I cannot think of the name. Is it meritocracy? I think it's something like that. Um, just basically you can work hard and you can, you know, you can get right there and all this other shit. And you have stuff of uh, you have like cultural appropriation. Um, what else? Um, assuming that, you know, your intentions are good enough, you know, you're just, uh, I sent out this tweet, you know, I shared this article about racism. That's good enough, you know, but you ain't talking to your racist ass uncle, your racist ass auntie, or even your racist ass parents or your racist ass siblings. You know what I'm saying? You're not trying to educate them. And then there's always that, that misguided thinking of oh racists are just gonna die off if you look at that charlotte's rally that charlottesville rally these were a lot of guys in their fucking 20s and 30s i don't think there was that many people over the age of 45 there them some young ass folks out there okay and just um you know what else is on here uh that virtuous victim narrative you know just making up a victim just it's just it's bullshit like that's all it is this is this is how we got to this rally this is what radicalized so many of these young white men out here is just letting this type of shit fester and grow this is what happens you know and then you have things under also under there yeah, you, you can even throw the school to prison pipeline on there which is just crazy as cat shit You know, so you have these underfunded schools, you have these uh, lazy ass teachers, you know, who don't want to deal with students, you know, just send them straight to the office. They're not learning anything. And then you have the uh, school just passing them along grade to grade until it gets to the time where the child just drops out and then starts living that street life because the the school system has failed them. You know, but that's that's all at the bottom of the iceberg. So we need to start addressing these issues. You know, non racist white folks, you need to keep fighting the good fight and actually putting some actions into that. And it, I, th- I think one of the toughest things is to call out your racist ass family members. It is. It's one of the toughest things. Um, but just leaving shit to fester and grow and just turn into what we have right now, that's how this president got elected. You know, just thinking that shit was sweet, but then you know we had this this iceberg and it just boom and it's just floating right towards america right this big ass iceberg of white supremacy is just floating towards america and once it crashes into america head on whole country is going to sink you know you're already seeing that these these terrorists killed a woman you know guy drove his car into a crowd of people going 40 plus miles an hour i'm surprised more people weren't killed it's disgusting and so when you let this shit fester and grow this is the results of the actions of letting it fester and grow and that brings me up to uh tina fey and her whole sheet cake um debacle her talking about just let these uh nazis just argue with themselves and you stay home and eating some cake a piece of sheet cake a whole ass sheet cake from a group from a african-american bakery that you bought While you're mumbling passive aggressive shit Instead of facing this head on You know what I'm saying That's how we get to this point Because so called allies or liberals Don't want to call the shit out They just want to you know Well it really doesn't affect me It's just kind of like uh, yeah, Just let them play by themselves And then these groups These hate groups are Recruiting more and more people And then all of a sudden you know you have a situation like charlottesville and you're just like oh shit or something even worse you know what i'm saying so that's what's so disgusting about that whole tina Fey sheet cake joke thing white folks you really need to start calling out the bullshit if you are for justice if you really are for justice and replacing this system of racism white supremacy with a system of justice you have to start calling the shit out and i appreciate lady gaga For tweeting out, you know, how do non-racist white folks, you know, help out, you know, black folks. That 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 is greatly appreciated for her to bring awareness, but I need to see action too. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's what it boils down to. If you let all the things that's underlying on this um on this iceberg keep on festering and growing this iceberg is going to run right into america sink the whole damn country and it don't matter what color the person is because you see who died at this charlottesville even though these were nazis they killed a white woman so white supremacy is a sickness and it will you know infect and kill its own which is disgusting you know so tina Fey, you don't need to be out here telling these so-called liberals these so-called allies to just sit at home and not do nothing that is the laziest thing and the easiest thing to do and that is another form of showing quite privilege of just having the privilege of just sitting at home not doing nothing about it you know darker skinned people of north america they gonna have to face this shit head on and battle it you know what i'm saying but that's just one thing that's just disgusting it is to just sit at home and not do nothing and because it doesn't affect you you know because ultimately this system is benefiting you so you can just sit at home and just bullshit and let these guys just fester and grow and get more stronger when we're actually supposed to be upholding the constitution that's what we're supposed to do as american citizens and these people have shown that they are traitors to the the country of north america the continent of north america they have showed that they're traitors walking around here with fucking nazi flags and confederate flags okay the confederacy went, went to war with america the germans the nazis in germany went to war with us like come on now come on like this is just common sense shit but it's it's hard and it's really not that hard. You just got to call out the bullshit and you have to call out your own privilege first. That's the first step. But that's all I got to say. Hove, what you got? Well, Don't be the next tested on that Summer Jam screen. I smoke wax. I smoke rocks. All right. Thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that wonderful intro to selling hope like dope. Uh, first things first, uh, we got a couple of people out here selling hope like dope. I guess the first one would be the ACLU. Um, for their, uh, was it last week, uh, they were basically caught a little bit of hell for uh, filing a lawsuit on the behalf of Milo Yiannopoulos, which is the uh, pedophile who's an alt-right uh, talking head. So they filed a lawsuit on his behalf because uh, of the Metro bus uh, company or Metro in uh, the on the east side of... I think it was in dc maybe uh they pulled some ads for his book and they said that violated his first amendment rights because uh to advertise on the metro system uh they have very they use very broad terms and things of that sort and so a lot of people rightfully so attacked the aclu to be like yo what the fuck are you doing out here defending a known bigot uh, a known sexist a known uh you know uh xenophobe uh whatever you want to call him if it's not a gay man he don't really want shit to do with it you know what i'm saying and he came under fire uh for speaking on a podcast about how it should be okay for uh, young boys to explore their sexuality with older men and that's nothing but a pedophile right there so Uh, the ACLU is looking funny in the light with this so then this brings up the whole well Adrian what about my free speech and all this other shit shouldn't everybody have the chance have the right to you know free speech and I say absolutely yes this is where black folks get hung up on we start thinking in terms of You know, uh, you know, if we censor this person, this hate group, then they're going to come back and try to censor us because we're speaking about white supremacy. And they try to, you know, white folks get confused when you start calling out white supremacy and they look at you like uh, reverse racism. Right. So that's where we get kind of confused and on the fence about the First Amendment rights. But here's the thing. Anybody can say what the fuck they feel, but you have to challenge that and you have to debunk it. You know that leaves you open for for your views to be challenged and rightfully so debunked. So you have to look at how Germany, how Nazi Germany came into power, right? So they started off, uh, you know, with this whole uh, small propaganda machine uh, started blaming the fall of the economy and the division of the. Uh, of the country on jews and things of that sorts and then next thing you know uh they got a minister of propaganda hitler was very charismatic leader and uh you know known to get the people on his side and so you had all these working class poor folks you know being on his side and was like oh yeah it could be the jews yada yada, yada. and uh um, next thing you know they're marching all these jewish folks in the concentration camps and then burning them alive so how do we combat that so th- and like i said that's where black folks get confused cuz they think they're going to be censored but you can challenge these beliefs nothing says that you can't you can challenge these these racist ass beliefs from these white supremacists these bigots whoever is coming from you know you can even challenge my own beliefs but here we don't want to to turn into you know like a nazi state because then you're becoming tolerant of intolerance if that makes sense so say you're uh so say let's go back to the whole tina fey thing when she's just talking about uh staying at home for white white allies and liberals to stay at home and eat cake right so then you got this whole thing festering and brewing and now it's just you know head-on militias out in the street killing folks left and right Then you're like oh shit! but this was you being tolerant of intolerance hiding behind the first amendment if that makes sense well they got free speech but you're not challenging that free speech You see what I'm saying? So if you're tolerant of somebody being intolerant, that intolerance will start infecting the masses. And then all of a sudden you got this group of ignorant ass people with the same group think out here harming and hurting other folks. If that makes sense right there. So people can say what the fuck they want, but it is your God given right to challenge those beliefs, especially if they're evil and disgusting, to challenge those beliefs and debunk them by any means necessary. That's what I'm saying. And that's what we get so caught up on. You don't want to be tolerant of intolerance. You know, you don't want to tolerate bullshit to break it down in simplest terms. Don't tolerate bullshit from anybody that's what it breaks down to and and i think putting it that way folks will kind of understand this whole myth of well everybody should have the right to free speech and absolutely they should but it should be if it's something that goes against you or something that's evil towards a group of people you need to challenge that and that's why you have these these uh, counter protests going out here for these people these bigots out here talking about uh, nobody's protecting our rights to free speech and all this other shit you can say whatever the fuck you want and shout it from the mountaintop but when 20 30,000 people come up here and telling you that you wrong you can't you know throw a stone and hide your hand and start claiming the victim role you can say what the fuck you feel you felt that bold to hold a rally to say what you wanted to feel but then people with opposing views are going to challenge you and shut your bullshit down you see what I'm saying? That's how that First Amendment works. So, black folks, I don't want y'all and darker people of North America. I don't want y'all to get confused when you start hearing these white nationalists, these Nazis talking about uh, protect the right of free speech and things like that. Free speech, absolutely. It's in the um, it's in the Constitution. You know, it's you know First Amendment rights, yada yada yada. But you challenge that shit, no matter what. And non-racist white folks, y'all need to do the same thing. If you consider yourself an ally, you need to challenge racist, sexist, xenophobic beliefs to the utmost degree. Okay? That's just how that boils down to. And then the ACLU is, uh, you know, trying to get back looking clean. They're uh, saying that they won't defend any extremist group that's armed. So a lot of these armed militias and right-wingers and stuff who's trying to claim that their constitutional rights were violated at these rallies, they're not going to defend them. But still, you chose to defend a bigot, a sexist, whatever. You're trying to be a neutral group. Um, It just looks like whoever has, you know, a case or or whatever, or who makes the case, you guys are going to be out there, you know, caping for them and trying to save them. But just remember that jewel that i dropped when it comes to the first amendment rights do not become tolerant of intolerance because that shit is going to fester and grow and is going to start harming people physically and taking lives as we saw you know so that's that and then also you know who else is uh, looking funny in the light selling hope like dope uh she's the queen uh who likes to sell hope like dope and that's uh kim k kim kardashian uh last week on her snapchat she was talking about stop going in on some guy named jeffrey star i follow her on instagram because she's always not instagram but snapchat because I'm always trying to get a sneak peek of like some new Yeezys coming out or some shit like that, or if she's like sneaking in the studio, seeing what Kanye's working on. Um, you know, most of the time it's just makeup tutorials. So you know, the whole Snapchat story will be like her trying to blend some makeup or some other shit like that. But so Jeffrey Star is this gay white man who tells women how to put up on, how to put makeup on. So he's a uh, skinny gay white man makeup artist supposedly who's i guess self-taught or does youtube tutorials or something like that and so i was like well who was this guy so i did my research and so basically he was a coming at kim k about she didn't know how to do something with makeup i don't know the exact technique and then uh kim's fans were going in on him and calling him out on his bigotry and racist rants that he has on youtube and you can go see these But yeah, he's running up on women in these YouTube videos, calling them cunts, calling them niggers and all kind of crazy shit. Now, that's that's toxic masculinity to the utmost degree right there. When you have gay men running up on women, fighting them, threatening them in a manner like that and thinking they can get a pass because they're gay just because y'all both like men don't mean that you can be out in these streets thinking you're gonna fight a woman or attack a woman you know what i'm saying it's disgusting to be out in these streets because you still a whole ass man out here and i see so many videos of little boys little gay boys out here fighting girls on like uh back in you used to see it a lot on vine back when vine was popping but you still see them on instagram and um and twitter all you gotta just do is look at a hashtag and just like fight or a world star or something like that there's so many fake ass world star twitter accounts but you see this all the time and you see like a a dude a teenage boy fighting a teenage girl and other boys are standing around watching because they feel that they can't get this boy up off of her because they group him in the same category as a girl no you get that nigga up off that woman off that girl you know but anyway that's that's another story for another day but that that is like essential what we like what people like to you know kind of shit on men calling them toxic you know saying it's toxic masculinity that's essential right there i don't care if he is throwing a windmill and grabbing hair he still got a shitload of testosterone pumping through his body and he's a lot stronger physically than a girl or a woman if it's one of these gay men. So but anyway, so there's videos of him, you know, running around calling women cunts and niggers and all this other weird shit. And so Kim comes out here and like defending them like, oh, we've all made the past mistakes and all this other bullshit. And I'm like, Kim, what the fuck are you doing? You got two little brown babies at home, two little black kids at home and you're up here defending a bigot. It's like, what the fuck are you thinking? That just lets me know that you and Kanye, you guys don't really have honest conversations about race in the home. Any interracial couple should really be having guys to honest conversations about race relations and about how you are gonna raise your kids. Before you even get to that point of walking down the aisle. Don't let that color green, you know, y'all got a little bit of money. Don't let that shit confuse you. That just makes swallowing the pill of racism, white supremacy a little bit easier. Having some money, being a Negro with a dollar. That's all that that does. And uh, just them appropriating black culture, them getting the ass shots and getting the full lips. And all this other shit, trying to be everything but a black woman, having the same shape as a black woman, or trying to. They don't get them thighs. They be out here looking like a whole ass ant out here. But chicken legs, big ass, and you know, breast augmentations and shit like that, and getting the full lips. I mean, Chloe out here just looks ridiculous with them. She's tall, them little chicken legs, and that big old pamper ass she got. You know, but that's all because, you know, black women make the ass looks good. Right. And then just the, the, the slang that they speak in on social media and just the shit that they do. You know, black folks do move the culture forward. And these Kardashians, they try to amplify, it, not even amplify, it, but just make a dollar up off of it. But you don't have sense enough to distance yourself from this this gay white man this white gay man who's out here being sassy as fuck i remember i seen i checked out his twitter page and he had some some page uh some picture up of him on a bed frolicking talking about he was some kind of ghetto bitch or a ghetto bad bitch or some shit like that and i'm like get the fuck up out of here get the fuck up out of here so i it's just you know is there any hope for our brother kanye Because it just seems like your man's just, he's just lost his mind. He ain't having honest conversations with his wife. You know, I feel like them kids, they might grow up, you know, thinking that color doesn't exist at all. And it's going to be a sad day once they get their wake up call. But yeah, the ACLU, Kim K, y'all out here selling hope like dope. This portion of Durags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right. So holding an L has to be the Women's March official Twitter page. Um, during the Charlottesville debacle, they tweeted out a picture of the Tiki Torch mobsters and white men yelling. Uh, these were all snapshots. Sh- snap of what happened that friday night i believe so and they said with the caption the face of domestic terror has always looked like this and now more than ever we must follow the lead of women of color hashtag charlottesville and so to me i took it as you know having women of color at the forefront of this fight to end white supremacy but seeing how violent and vile and disgusting these men are, I I don't want women of color facing this head on by themselves, you see what I'm saying? Like, Like, how would that make the darker skinned folks of North America look like if all the women were just at the head taking this beast on head on and you know how vile and filthy and dirty that these people play, you just seen a man run his car at 40 miles per hour into a crowd of uh counter protesters this is how despicable and evil these people are so why would you uh, say that you want to put women of color in harm's way taking the lead on something like this it's it's very fucked up and why would that be your first notion so the brother Torain uh walker shout out to him called out the bullshit and said it's the job of the white women whose sons brothers and husbands these men are to deal with them not black women hashtag charlottesville right so this tweet started gaining some traction and it was nothing but the truth because that was the same thing i thought when i first saw this tweet and i'm just like why would you say that women of color need to be facing these devils head on So then after that tweet gained some traction, uh, you know, a few moments later, about 30, 40 minutes later, they said it's time for white women to use their access to confront white supremacy in public and at home. No more silent acceptance. Hashtag Charlottesville. That should have been the first thing that you tweeted out, you know. Now I could see like they put it in the perspective of, you know, now's the time to have more women of color in the lead, you know. Um, But just the context that they set it And the pictures that they provided These were very violent images Showing these bigots yelling And holding these tiki torches And it was just a whole group of them You know, I don't want to see You know, women of color Be put in harm's way like that While the men just sit back And just kind of, you know, chill Or some shit like that So I don't even know what this person Who runs this account was even thinking so, the Women's March official Twitter page just hold this L, please. Thank you, Jesus. You win perfect. All right, so moving on to not all heroes wear capes. It's only fitting that we give it to uh, the young lady who, uh, who died in the Charlottesville uh, protest and counter protest, uh, Heather Heyer. Uh, She was out there fighting a good fight when uh, James Alex Fields Jr., uh, the white supremacist, rammed his car through a crowd of people. Uh, The young lady lost her life um, and just, you know, much love and respect to her and those out there fighting a good fight. And uh, like I said before in earlier segments of the show, everybody has the right to free speech, but you can't be tolerant of intolerance from these people you know hiding behind free speech you have to call the bullshit out um, this is why it's much needed for us to dismantle this system of racism white supremacy because it's even hurting white folks non-racist white folks uh, you know that's just you know that's that's a reason that i'm giving you know to uh show to white folks that you know it is an illness it's a sickness you know it, it doesn't hesitate to sacrifice some of its own um but just shout out to her uh may that man James Alex Fields Jr. rotten in hell and um shout out to the brother DeAndre Harris hopefully he has a speedy recovery this is the brother who got the shit beat out of him with metal poles in the uh, parking garage next to the police department in Charlottesville And, uh, you know, this has to be a lesson to our brothers out there and our sisters out there and anybody out there who's going to these protests. These 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 thugs, these savages, these brutes, these inbred hillbilly ass hicks, they're armed to the teeth, they're armed tooth and nail. um, And you need to be armed, too. Uh, You know, it was sad to see this brother getting the shit beat out of him. Uh, getting jumped in the parking garage—it's um, very sad. Uh, but this has to be a lesson learned: that you can't go anywhere unarmed. I don't care if you just got a little fucking steak knife somewhere. You know, you pull that shit up out your out your ankle, and you get to poking motherfuckers. You know, you start stabbing a motherfucker. You know, shiving a motherfucker a few times, buck fifty across the face—they gonna get up off you. And if you're ever in a situation where you get jumped, And this is what I learned just being about that life. If you ever get jumped, you always have your back against the wall. Always, always, always have your back against the wall. That way nobody can attack you from behind. You can always see to your left, your right and right in front of you. You always back up to a wall. If you're in a situation where you can't run you know if it's a situation where you know you got some people running up on you put your back against the wall do everything that you can to find an opening after you you know you didn't clear the way and you get the fuck up out of there that's what you do but you always have your back against the wall that way there's no sneak attack ain't nobody coming up from behind trying to poke you stab you or even you know or trying to choke you out or something to that extent you always have your back against the wall you clear one of them out whatever is your dominant hand most people are righties so you're gonna attack that person on the left because you can swing from the you know coming from your right boom you going over across your left and then you dip out that way you know you got to throw a haymaker hopefully you can connect knock somebody down then you get the fuck up out of there there is nothing wrong with running you don't stand and fight when you're about to get jumped you clear as clear a way out and get the fuck on up out of there but um you know hopefully that brother has a speedy recovery i just read an article uh that was saying that he is getting death threats online video messages hate messages and things of that sort. uh brother you just gotta stay offline you really do you just gotta stay offline uh kind of let that shit die down because uh, it's just adding fuel to the fire uh, when people see that you're our, that you can read these messages and things of that sort just you know you just got to deactivate or create a new account or something of that extent and uh, it just shows how sick a lot of these people are but um you know may heather Hire rest in peace Um, And I don't want this to discourage white folks from fighting a good fight and calling out the bullshit from their fellow white men and women who are out here on this white supremacist bullshit. Uh, But that's been not all heroes wear capes. All right. So moving on to the last portion of the show. Health over wealth. You know what I say? Without your health, you can't enjoy your wealth. And since this whole episode has been centered around Charlottesville, uh, this quote comes from. Uh, James Baldwin and it says white people are trapped in a history they don't understand so in health over wealth we're going to speak about what can white people do to assist the darker skinned people in the fight for justice Um, so I just outlined just a, a few little steps that you can take there's probably more out there but I feel these are most important uh, if you consider yourself an ally, a non-racist person, and you want to res- replace this system of racism, white supremacy with a system of justice. So first things first, you need to take time out to understand the bigotry in your own lifestyle. So you need to reflect, look at yourself in the mirror, look at some of the ways that you have been practicing a lot of bigoted displays of behavior. OK, so. You know, you also need to stop the whole, we don't talk about politics, you know, with families and friends, that's bullshit. Uh, Politics is life. Uh, Some sort of legislation gets passed that's going to hurt, like poor whites, for example, and that means black folks and other darker skinned folks in North America are going to be crippled by it. That's taking the easy way out and excusing your piece of shit family member. You know, white people always telling everyone else to police their community. But y'all really need to start talking to your racist ass family members. That's, that's just the truth right then and there. And you ha- have to. This is for liberals, really. You have to stop thinking that we live in a post-racial society. And you have to stop dismissing people of color's claims of experiencing racism. Be empathetic, please. And don't try to be empathetic and be like, well, I'm a white a uh, gay man and i know what it's like to be discriminated against and things like that just shut the fuck up and just try to listen and uh see where you can help um if you see racism being displayed in an open manner by someone you challenge it you know ask for evidence or facts uh call them on their bullshit you don't want it you don't want to to turn into like a petri dish you know full of hate then that lid comes off And it affects everyone nearby You gotta contain that threat Start calling people out on their racist bullshit beliefs You need to expand your circle of friends And associates to include people that do not look like you Or act like you Diversify I ain't telling you to go out here and be hanging out with some crazy motherfuckers But just start you know making friends with people who don't look like you And then you know start expanding your view Of how you look at people of color and darker skinned folks all right also attend city council meetings to learn about what's going on in your community and attend neighborhood meetings to see if the head of the neighborhood association or other members have bigoted beliefs and you challenge them at those meetings you know if they want to practice some kind of bullshit going on like a community watch looking for suspicious behavior and all this other shit and everything labeled uh suspicious describes like a a a mexican man or some shit like that you know being there after dark and he's not tending to yards and shit like that call that bullshit out you know and um let's see what else uh you know you want to mentor the white youth in your community speak honestly to them about race and teach them about teach them that being colorblind is bullshit which it is and expose them to diversity and uh, let them know about the system of racism, white supremacy and how it works and how it benefits them and those that look like them. And one of the main things uh, I believe is important to stop believing in tokenism. You know, you point to like Will Smith, Jay-Z, Oprah, you know, as a sign that racism doesn't exist. If you remember, about four years ago, Oprah had to apologize to a woman overseas in Switzerland, a a clerk who didn't want to show her a bag thinking that she couldn't afford it. Remember that? You know, and uh, let's even go further back. You look at somebody like uh, Madam C.J. Walker, who was a millionaire off of hair care products, but she was a millionaire back when black folks were being strung up from trees on a regular basis was racism alive then and back then like help me out okay so that's why that tokenism really doesn't work using that argument then you want to donate or join organizations that are all about anti-racism and all about giving power back to the people then on a national level you want to write to members of congress to end racist practices amongst law enforcement and in education then you also want to join in the fight for reparations i know this is a big one because this is when you can see how liberal a so-called liberal is when you start speaking about money in the form of reparations you know they get a little funny start saying things like well i didn't own slaves well you know you have to remember racism was built on free labor stolen land and the ne- the denial of resources and opportunity you keep that in mind that's why there's a need for reparations to even the playing field okay and to right the wrongs you have to vote for progressive candidates and at town hall and debates ask them what they plan on doing about racism and the wealth gap and last but not least you have to remember being an ally isn't about playing a therapist to minorities you know you don't want to do that and you start feeling all warm and fuzzy thinking that you did something because you didn't listen to some black folks problems. You know what I'm saying? Or some uh, some Hispanic folks problems or somebody in the LGBTQIAA's problems or something like that you know some people of color in that group some double minorities in that group listen to their problems and you're like oh i feel good because i made them feel good about themselves being an ally is about fighting the good fight all the time even when you're not getting recognition for it okay it's them little w's like calling out fucking chet and accountant for sending racist emails you know he's cracking little racist ass jokes and then he comes back oh it's just a joke karen well, Ken, you call Chet out on his bullshit, and then you go to HR, okay? So it's those little Ws, and you just have to call out the bullshit. And I know one of the toughest things is to call out family members who have some racist beliefs, like uh, Pop Pop at Thanksgiving. That's just him. No, it's not. Call Pop Pop out on his bullshit. It's 2017. It's, it's, we're done. We're done excusing this fuck-ass behavior. And white folks also remember, non racist white folks, it is not up to black folks and other people of color to stop white supremacy. It is up to you. Okay? You have the complexion for the protection and the connection. So you, you use that protection and connection to dismantle this system, and we all can work together replacing it with a system of justice. That's been Do Rags and Boat Shoes, the Charlottesville edition. Um, Like I've always say, I love y'all much love and respect, and I will see y'all next time. One.